Hey everyone, it's week three of our month. I'm so excited and of course um, I'm a little late on this evening but I just had a couple of things going on in my personal life but never to stop the work of the Lord. Shout out to our week two winner of our giveaway. We're so super happy to be blessing the lives of other people. And stay tuned if you didn't win. Um, in the first two weeks, there are two more weeks left in the month where we'll be giving gifts. And of course, just um, trying to bless someone's life. So thank you so much, guys, for, again, your continued support, for everything that you're doing. We are so expectant and we're ready to see all the things that the Lord is going to do throughout the rest of this month. Fallow Gifts. I know everyone's kind of like, what is that? You will wonder, what does it mean to be fallow? Well, fallow just references farmland. And it directly refers to a plowed piece of land that has been left unsown for a period of time. This is usually done to restore the fertility of the land and, of course, as a part of the crop rotation process. But it's also done to avoid a surplus production. What does all that mean? And does that even make sense? Well, the land that I'm referencing, and this is key to note, but the land has already been plowed. It's not deserted land. It's not land that's unattended. It is already plowed. Now, I'm not here to give you a lesson in crops, but I do want to speak to you about your harvest. What a perfect example to describe where many of us are with our callings. How many of us have snuffed out our calling because we are attempting to step into this farmer's role and leave the land unsown? Or we'll restore, build, and mature our crops privately before we use them or before we harvest them. Or we try to contain our crops to avoid them becoming bigger than us. In all honesty, I've walked around with fallow gifts. And even as I am speaking to you all, I have an instant conviction that there are multiple things that the Lord has called me to do. But because of my constant desire for readiness and a desire to present perfection, I personally have missed it. Not that I've missed the moment or that I've missed the gift, but I've missed the opportunity to fully operate in that gift, to bless others, to activate and to cultivate the crop due to me leaving the land unsown. But why have we done this? Why have we not continued to do the work that we know is in us? And why do we allow our gifts to be dormant? Well, your answer may be different from my answer. And to be honest, everyone's answers will vary. Some of us, we just do it to appease people. Because it seems strange to them. It seems strange to teach doctrine if you don't have your masters of divinity. It seems odd to speak in tongues and to interpret tongues in your denomination. Because when you prophesy, you may lose some friends and no one wants to hear what thus said the Lord. It all has been snuffed out. The enemy will use these tactics of fear, of loneliness, of doubt, of inadequacies, and he will wedge a gap between you and your calling. And for some of us, we've caught a glimpse of what God has called us to do, and that mantle just seems way too big. We find ourselves saying things like, Lord, this thing is too big for me. It will reach too many people. It will expose my life. It will become public. I'll be criticized. And I don't want that. Let's be real. No one wants that. Family, we are all here in the same boat. 
And we're spending our wheels putting so much energy into hiding our gifts instead of using them. It's in the hidden things. Those hidden things are hidden because you're afraid. It's the fear and it's paralyzing you. Now, let me just say, yes, I'll be the first to to let you know and to dispel the myth. This thing is bigger than you. It's bigger than you now. It'll be bigger than you when you start it. And it will continue to be bigger than you when you leave this earth. Because it's never been about you. It's bigger than you because it requires the extra strength that Christ will give you. It's intended to be bigger than you so that you can trust and lean into God. But don't worry and don't fret. We can never do the things that God has called us to do without our God. And that should give you comfort. But I also want to present a warning. The continuous avoidance of your gift, it will. And I repeat, it will result in your gift being removed. We have all heard about the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. About the three people who were blessed with talents and how two of those three actually invested their talents and did something with them. Whereas the other one buried it. And at the end, it was taken away from him. Now, I've had something similar and maybe not to that magnitude happen to me. And I feel like this is a perfect example. It may seem small, but okay, just go with me here. I've learned many languages throughout my life, but Spanish was one of my most cherished languages. It was a requirement to learn a language in my elementary school, and I took up Spanish courses in the third grade in elementary school in South Florida. Every year of school after that, I took a Spanish class. Since third grade, I went into college with Spanish credits. It was my minor in college. And following my high school courses, I felt like I didn't need to put in any more work. I had it. And now, over 10 years of leaving the land plowed but unsown, I can confidently state that I understand the Spanish language. However, I stutter. I speak like a child. My grammar and overall utilization skills are intermediate and perhaps even beginner. I know that example may seem irrelevant, but if you think about it in this way, if everything we have is a gift and something worth being thankful for, we have to treat it as something to be thankful for and something that should be used throughout our lives to build a kingdom. Note that most of your greatest attacks will be through your gifts. Stay alert and ready because the critics will come, but you will still have to move. God wants us to activate our gifts. He wants us to wake them up. And for many of us, that will look very different. And I know the Lord will reveal that to us specifically, but we have to make the steps. We have to take everything a day at a time. And so for you, it may be starting with the spiritual gift survey. It may be we need to study our gift. We need to take courses to activate our gift. We might need to start that business or that ministry. It could be expanding what we already have to disciple, to foster, to adopt, to share, to spread the word, to spread the love, to spread your resources. It may be that you need to connect with other believers or start a network, a small group a resource, write a book, share your testimony, 
For each of us, it will look different for us to activate our gifts, but we have to do it. And we have to use our individual gifts. That will even look different. But we must use them to build, to grow, to reap some sort of harvest that is going to be used by God. I love in 1 Peter 4 and 10 that says, Each of us should use whatever gift we've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. And if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides. But that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Everyone, we're going to have to settle accounts one day. And God is going to specifically ask you, what have you done with what I have given you? And you better make sure that you have a story to tell about the things that you did to glorify God with what he's given you. Whatever you do, whatever the gift, don't allow it to stay dormant or fallow due to your own humanness. Wake them up so that we can shake the world up. Now I'm going to end this message with a prayer and I just want to pray over us because there's so many attacks that are going on where our identity is being challenged because we are not operating in in our true gifts and our true calling. And part of that could be our own doing, right? Where we're neglecting the gifts that we've been given. But a portion of that is that we don't even really know what those gifts are. And if you haven't come to know your gift, Please take the spiritual gift survey. It will change your life to know your purpose of why you're here and what the Lord has entrusted you with. I want to pray for us. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, God. God, there's so much going on around us, Father, but you are still King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and you sit on the throne, God. You've never left your place. God, and we thank you that you have been enthroned in our lives. And if we were to make that conscious decision on a day-to-day basis to serve you, then in us serving you, we would be faithful with what you've given us. God, I thank you that you have entrusted each and every one of us with a gift, a spiritual gift. God, not something that we just simply do well, God, but something that we were gifted, entrusted with. God, and I pray that we're good stewards of that gift. God, I pray that we're actually activating that gift and waking those things up and we're using those gifts to glorify you. God, I thank you because there's truly, again, none other like you. You are so giving and so loving, God. And all you want us to do is to be the hands and feet that you've called us to be, be in the hands and feet of Jesus Christ on this earth in this millennium. God, I thank you so much for every single person that is listening. God, I thank you so much for the gifts that you have cultivated in each one of us. God, I thank you for the miraculous things that you're going to do as we begin to use our gifts. God, I thank you for the people who will be affected and influenced because of our gift. God, I thank you so much how we're going to teach other people how to operate in their gift. God, I thank you for us discipling one another, for us learning and teaching, oh God, for us being able to prophesy into other people and to speak life into them. God, I thank you for us being servants of, of, of those who need us God I thank you for all of those things God help us to never lose sight of the wonder of our gift God I want us to always be 
I pray that we always, always are in awe and wonder of you and the things that you were doing in our lives. God, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. And we thank you in advance for how you're going to move and the miraculous things that you're going to do because we are operating in our gifts. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Family, I am... I'm just overjoyed because when I think about the many people who will be blessed on the other side of our obedience, the many people who will come to know Christ because we have taken those, those small steps to learn more about what our purpose is and what our calling is and how we can be better servants of the kingdom while using and utilizing our gifts. It just, it makes me want to rejoice and to thank God for all the things that he's going to do in advance. Now I want to leave you all with our weekly blessing. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Our God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. All right, friends, I encourage you to go out into the world and for you to use your gift. Don't stay asleep. Wake up. It's time for us to shake the world up. Be blessed.